Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. Geiger, how are you? I'm fantastic, and uh, we're your hosts with The Posts. And uh, this week is a very special one, as I'm sure you're aware, Christian. Mm -hmm. Episode 69. That's right, episode 69. Nice. Fun. So cool. Such (laughs) a great number. And I'm not sure if you're aware about this, but we have a guest on the show tonight. (laughs) Boy, no, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a a gentleman that uh, we know from a little website called Twitter.com. That's right. Which will be the... Uh, the topic of this week's episode. And this guy, well, this guy's been on there a while. I saw today that he's made 173,000 tweets over the years. <laughs> oh, <Christ>. I know. <laughs> over over 10 years now. Yeah. And uh, if you do the math, that's uh, 17,000 a year. Does that sound Roughly, right? Roughly, yeah. Okay. And uh, how many per day is that, would you, would you say? <laughs> a little I too many? It's, it's, it's enough to be ashamed of. I yeah. think that's all we really need to know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, Matty Talks from Twitter. Hi, Matty. Hey, good evening, Geiger. Good evening, Christian. Hello, Matty. How are you? I'm good. I'm just here to steer this uh, beautiful ship of yours into an iceberg. <laughs> That's kind of what we're hoping for, yeah. in all honesty, with this, if, with this if, topic. If anyone could do it, we'd know it's you. Uh, yeah, so with this special episode number 69, we wanted to talk about uh, the dumbest thing on the planet, which is Twitter, which has <laughs> brought us all together, made this podcast possible. and uh, three, three adult grown men spending... An hour to an hour and a half discussing various <laughs> Twitter dramas is yep. not only normal, but is a sign of emotional maturity. Yep, it's, it's good. Combined age, yeah. combined age of two hundred and thirty. <laughs> all three of us in the room, just uh, so much time on this stupid thing, so much misery and very little joy. I would say when you compare Boy, that to I'll the misery you, and the. Yeah. At least it's either it's a good healthy dose of misery and boredom, <laughs> and then a couple of chortles here and there, like yeah. six chortles a year. Yeah, there, there's very there's very little joy left. <laughs> now I, I so Maddie and I are like old school, quote unquote Twitter guys because Maddie you started what two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine. I was two thousand eleven, and Geiger, you were a more recent within yeah. like what the last six years or five years even. I think it was 2014. Okay, so fucking tourist. <laughs> yes. you so, fucking but, piece of shit. Swoop in here in 2014 and make money off your piece of shit podcast. See, fucking but hate you. You somehow you somehow have accumulated a number and and become ingrained with a lot of of people, which is very strange. Seeing as how some of the folks we're going to talk about tried to do that for ye- literally years to yeah. uh, make a dent. And, uh, it's it's pretty fascinating. There's you know when I joined Weird Twitter as it's known, which yeah. we'll talk specifically more about in a little bit, was uh, pretty much on the way out. It was sure. the 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 death knell of of that as we know it, and it then started turning into a different thing, <laughs> much 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 worse thing from what I can <laughs> tell. Although probably less embarrassing. I'm not sure. Uh, it depends on which. No, I don't. I don't think that's embarrassing at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you think that. I'm trying to have some sort of pride for joining on, a, hopping on that sinking ship for no reason at all. But uh, any ship you hop on is liable to sink. Goddamn! There it is. There it is. <laughs> Just getting started, everyone. All right. Well, let, do you want to you want to open this up with talking about like the start of like quote unquote weird Twitter and where that kind of grew out of? Sure. So I yeah there there was a an article I remember from uh, ages ago around that time 2013 whatever called the uh, what an oral history of weird Twitter. Oh, that's awful. Well, I'm not going to read that because <laughs> it is so bad. But what I'm going to do is read an uh, even more condensed version uh, from uh, your favorite website, knowyourmeme.com. Oh, it's, it's where you go to curate all your favorite memes that you then... I would just like to point out that I yes. was featured in the oral history of Weird Twitter article. <laughs> That's how fucking old I am. <laughs> it, was, it was like you and John Hendren and... Uh, what, was it Virgil Texas? Was he involved in that? Or oh. was that a... I, th- I think he was. That was before he, he, he went on to Chapo Trap House fame. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, before people figured out you could make money off a of podcast, before people heard of podcasts, before all of it, the innocent days. Um, and uh, so what I'm going to do is uh, introduce 
Uh, okay, I'll just say here's the about Weird Twitter from knowyourmeme.com. <laughs> okay. All right. Weird Twitter refers to a loosely connected group of Twitter users who are known to experiment with spelling, punctuation, and format for humor or poetry. <laughs> the style of writing can be considered surrealist by participants in the group. With can, subject can we just matter- end this episode right now? <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Somebody. Oh, fuck. You did not agree for this, but it's happening. Uh, the style of writing can be considered surrealist by participants in the group with subject matter range from creating absurd scenarios to attempting to describe abstract feelings by choosing words for their verbal aesthetic appeal. Ugh. However, many of the accounts are grouped together by the same desire to reinterpret the realness of life in ways people do not always get to experience. What? So, <laughs> Was that actually the intro to Real World Road Rules? What the fuck was that? <laughs> super good. Um, so yeah... Uh, Verbal aesthetic appeal, which is a horrible group of words that I never want to see again. That's t- awful. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what exactly that. What 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 verbal tweets are they? Aesthetic appeal. Yes. So something that sounds nice when you read it. Sure. Would, you know, I brought a. I'm I'm in my computer room right now, and I brought a Xanax with me in case I started to get upset. <laughs> but I was well like, I probably, I probably I probably I just took it. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Maddie. Uh, so, the next thing it says on this Know Your Meme is one of the earliest Twitter accounts associated with these types of tweets belonged to John Hendren, a writer for Something Awful who created his account at Fart in March of 2008. Wow. Now, Christian, I believe you uh, you had a story involving John Hendren, which was quite infamous from the weird Twitter days. <laughs> do, yeah. And Maddie's going to know this one right off the bat. So, uh, so John Hendren, as you said, he's one of the quote-unquote original weird Twitter guys. Um, and a lot of those guys were actually like spillover from something awful. Yeah. So a lot of like the early posters and stuff were FIAD guys that came over and reconnected over on Twitter. Um, so John was one of those guys, and he actually was like, what, a, a mod on something awful at one point? He was, he was a mod. Like, running was the site. staff writer when they used, like the front page used to have like actual content. Right. Um so in the summer of uh, 2011, he sent out a tweet to Steve Harwell, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, offering him $20 to eat 24 eggs if and allow John to film it. So do you remember that tweet, Matty? The Smash oh, Mouth. Oh yeah, eat Smash the eggs. Mouth eat the eggs. Sure. So this is a uh... <laughs> Hold on a second here. This is uh what John wrote. Uh, period at Smash Mouth, classic old school Twitter t- in order for people to see what you're talking about. Can I pay the lead guy to eat like two dozen eggs for $20? We'll meet you in SJ, which is San Jose. Please reply back. If so, I'm completely serious. Uh, so that got a bunch of retweets and responses. And eventually Smash Mouth became aware of John's offer. And Steve Harwell came up with a counter offer that if John could raise $10,000 for St. Jude's Children Research Hospital, he would end up eating the eggs. So, I would just like to point out that referring to san jose as sj yeah is part of the verbal aesthetic appeal that was referenced <laughs> yeah that's in right. regards to weird twitter no it wasn't it wasn't the character limit it was the that was him trying to uh, be poetic with uh, his tweet yes. was the sj uh, uh, for san jose so so steve harwell says if you can raise ten thousand dollars for saint jude's i'll i'll do it so john ended up meeting the goal within a couple days from all his insane followers that even at this point at 2011, he had some crazy, you know, 20,000 or something, which was like insane at that point. Um, so at this, this ceremony for the grand opening of Guy Fieri's Gar- Johnny Garlic restaurant in Dublin, California, uh, John was invited up on stage. How many Michelin stars is that? Place <laughs> it's point five. Um, he was invited up on stage to watch, uh, Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth tried to choke down two as a dozen eggs that, of course, were uh, cooked by Guy Fieri himself. But in true Guy Fieri fashion, uh, he added a bunch of shit like jalapenos and garlic and whatever else to the eggs, which made them almost uneditable. <laughs> so the guy was only able to eat like six of them before uh, he called it quits. But there is, and <clears throat> if you look up, if you ty- if you literally if you type in Smash Mouth and eat the eggs, you will see some of this like proto-internet like uh, grainy cell phone footage videos of Smash Mouth, the Smash Mouth guy, Guy Fieri and then you see can see John Henry like on the back of the stage 
just there just <laughs> such oh, an... yeah there was like a really like grainy shitty live stream of it yeah. <laughs> and I, like i remember like being at the time this shows how long ago this was that i wasn't a jaded piece of shit it's like i remember at the time being really excited like sure. to watch sure the smash mouth guy eat the eggs and i was just like wow this is so amazing well, it was like and, it was like a crowd crowdsourced like hum, humiliation thing, right? Like you, you, it was like the first example of bullying a quote unquote celebrity through the internet to do something that they didn't want to do. Like, well, I remember too. Like I forget like what the exact verbiage was, but like after like it all got done too. Like I remember everybody sort of sounding off to to honor John, aka Fart, <laughs> where like everyone afterwards just tweeted like Twitter user Fart, like hundreds of people. <laughs> Like all were like, sounding off in honor of John for creating this absolutely fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so innocent now to think about that event and what it meant at the time. But now that's now that you can have any half celebrity uh, quote tweet you and call you a slur <laughs> and several times a day, and it's not even a big deal anymore. Yeah. yeah, this, this yeah. was a big deal back then. To... Yeah, 2011 was a big thing. Yeah, God, that, that was that was that was really that was sort of the the Woodstock of weird Twitter. Like that was it's it's, <laughs> it's it's one sort of like big moment, and everything from then was just has been shit. I I think there was a lot of people that are trying to get their like that 15 seconds of fame. I mean, that's mostly the stuff that I remember is those kind of guys like John at this point has like he's kind of become like you, Maddie, where he's like on the fringe of stuff where he's just kind of interjects here and there. But he's not like yeah. really super active anymore. Um, but I mean, there was it seemed like a point where like everybody got on that website with the explicit idea of like somebody from like CBS is going to see my fucking tweets and I'm going to get a like a, t- a writing deal on like whatever, like some Tim Allen spin-off show or Definitely. whatever. And, you know, to, to to a large degree, though, it's still very much like that, and maybe, like, I'm sort of lying to myself because I was around back then, like, it did seem a lot more innocent at, at that particular time. Like, it was just a bunch of guys who thought being fucking stupid was funny. Yeah. But... And so, like, they kind of came out to sort of do their thing, and, and there was this new forum where you hoped that maybe people would take notice, but, like, now it just seems so much more... Um, calculated yeah it's very forced right yeah it's very it's there's there's the they like the whole the building the like the building the tweets out and like drafting them and then like trying yeah. out different iterations deleting tweets that don't sure. get like a, a <laughs> yeah, proper response deleting oh, all your God. replies like not really ever breaking character even though your character is just like a fucking douche <laughs> who makes like formulaic jokes it's just oh yeah, the uh, the um, there's still some of those uh, Fave Star guys floating around, which I find to be fascinating. Sure, I love that. I love those guys. Well, now, what can you tell us what, about Fave Star, Maddie? I don't know if you were very yeah, active. Yeah, so but it so Fave Star basically, um, you know, Twitter has finally become like a reasonably usable website. But that's like another sort of forgotten thing about Twitter is that for most of its history, the website was fucking terrible yeah like only went up to 50 retweets and 50 favorites on any particular tweet it was the search function was useless yeah you couldn't search pretty much is <laughs> so Star was a site that you could sign into and it would catalog your most popular tweets it would show faves and retweets and then you could sign up for the bonus features which would allow you to award the tweet of the day to people <laughs> yeah. and different things like that and it was like sort of a way of gassing each other up. But there was there was this weird like subculture of people at that time who are the age I am now who, you know, <laughs> would like make like the most awful sort of like bad kind of wine mom meme tweets. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like what Instagram filter makes it look like I just had a box of wine. You know, like <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. You know, and then like eight dudes with fucking baseball caps would tweet of the day in and they would yeah. all fucking like Thanks. blow each other up and it was just like it was kind of like a fun tool in the beginning when it was all new to us but yeah it just became like this weird cult for like middle-aged people to do like sort of like these cheesy burlesque jokes to each other and like just 
blow each other up. Yeah, it was a lot of, uh, you know, it, it existed for just the same group of people to give each other trophies every day. And then to, for every single one of these people had like 20,000 followers and also followed 20,000 yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And they just retweeted each other every day, all day. And uh, it, it was nonstop. If you're not following Dick Fart Magic 89, yeah. you're missing yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's a sample of his tweets and then, you know, retweet. It was like a bunch of guys named Dwight Zinfandel. <laughs> With like, you know, like where like you looked at their timeline and it was like thirty-seven retweets of like forty-eight-year-old women with their tits out, yeah, and just like the worst kind of fucking shit. Interspersed with, and this was the best thing about these guys, and I, this, this is, you know, sort of like a whole nother sort of rabbit hole you could fall into, but like in between like the really bad joke tweets, like those guys would just tweet stuff like. Man, if you think it's cool for a kid to get cancer, like you could just fucking unfollow me right now, bro. Yeah, kids getting cancer is not fucking cool. The and I yeah, just like I, the fuck cancer guys. They were so great. Like all these baseball cap dudes who were like kids with cancer, bro. That should be cool. Yeah, I, I, when I joined on, it was uh, right when uh, the peak of guys who were defending kids getting hit. And like you know, hey, you know, I'm a cool guy, but you know, if you touch my son Braden, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. And there was just a lot of those guys for some reason, and it was really, it was so good. I, 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 miss I would it. just like to go on the record. I know that this is more about Twitter history, but I would just, while yeah. I have the, the the mic, so to speak, <laughs> God. I would like to go on the record and say that it is actually totally fine and cool for kids to get cancer. <laughs> It's very brave of you to say that. Yeah, and also to hit them. Okay. As a matter of fact, if you, if, if okay, yeah, if you were to encounter a kid with cancer, and you just absolutely fucking backhanded him for yeah. his bitch ass immune system, yeah, I would be totally okay with that. You might hit, you would, you would hit throw the a cup right out of him. You would. Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for the cup. Yeah, I'll 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 throw bows on a kid with cancer. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you can eat all the fucking eggs you want with. Smash Mouth guy, but I will absolutely not get cancer <laughs> unconscious. I remember uh, when the when I first joined as well, like Fave Star was big, and I remember spending a lot of time perusing it, trying to find the funniest tweets. Oh yeah, the stuff now that I I feel like a lot of it I'd be mortified by. I mean, yeah. I remember being still being like fascinated with you know Drill and guys like that, guys who are still actually funny, which I find or you know. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> There's different I don't find opinions. Him funny at all anymore? Okay. But uh, still have the potential to be funny, if nothing else. If we can, agree I'm sure on that. he has that potential. <laughs> maybe someday make use of it again. But I don't <laughs> find him funny at all now. Okay. Well, guys. Okay. He's he. Here's what I like about Drill is that he's okay. still. He he hasn't become like a weird woke guy or anything like that. Like many uh, many guys from that era, like uh, oh, Johnny sure. Son. Uh, bro well, pair, the the worst, the bro pair certainly went in a whole weird direction. I don't, I don't quite know what happened with him. What happened, to bro pair? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know. I don't know him very well. I, from what I understand, he did get a sex change, and uh, <laughs> now he is brohana pair, <laughs> and he has become. I think as a result of his sex change, he has become very woke. Okay, okay, well, that's good for him. Or yeah. hurt. Oh, good for her. <laughs> You're canceled. Mm. Brosephine pair. <laughs> well, we we miss him, and I uh, he he was a big fan of mine. And then one day he just unfollowed me, like out of nowhere. It was I was this was like a couple months ago, I think. It was just unfollowed a lot of people. So just it, yeah. when the when those guys just like hit that switch, it's weird. Um, I mean, I respect him more for unfollowing you now that I'm aware of that, but. Uh, <laughs> That, that he has won back some regard for me for yeah. having the decency to unfollow you, but yeah, he's not funny anymore. Now, Christian, you uh, the next thing in the notes. Uh, if we're going chronologically, basically, yeah. Um, the uh, the John Hendren deal was 2011, correct? And uh, in 2012, uh, yes. we had something fun with a guy, uh, another guy that um, 
I feel like he sort of disappeared before I even came on the scene. Oh, but for his, sure, for sure. The legend of him precedes me for certainly, and that's a, a Hell Homer. That's right. Yeah. So Hell Homer came up. Uh, he was another one of these quote unquote weird Twitter guys. He got a tweet featured on Ellen in 2012. And, uh, Maddie, you're going to know which tweet this is right off the bat here. Oh, yeah, the grocery term. <laughs> so uh, here's the tweet. One, sit in a toddler's seat of a shopping cart. Two, tip over till your feet touch the ground. Three, stand up. You are now a grocery turtle. No one can stop you. Mm. So uh, That made that, it to television. That made it to television. God. That honestly uh, makes me want to kill myself. Day, daytime <laughs> TV? Not primetime, but daytime TV. At least. Um, Millions of people saw that on their, on their screens and said, what the <laughs> Hell is makes going me, on. Right. Want to kill Alan too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, this is one's not behind the bonus uh, wall, so you probably will get a call from the FBI or <laughs> CIA or something. But that's fine. So that got him a whole bunch of uh, followers and whatever else have you, uh, including a number of uh, weird Twitter fifos, which were like a big thing back in uh, the the early 2010s, where a bunch of w- strange girls that like to go on there and tell guys how funny they were. Maddie knows all about that, um, oh, but God, then he, I miss, I miss those, <laughs> those angels. Come back to me. So Hellhomer got the genius idea to uh, crowdsource money from his followers to uh, travel the country to meet some of his fans, uh, explicitly the female ones. It turned out, and uh, that started that's, what was that's probably just a coincidence. Uh, to be fair, fair, you know that started sure what was uh, what was uh, affectionately called in the uh, the group chats that I was part of uh, Hellhomer's sex tour. Yeah, uh, where he went around the country. Um, so he did this sex tour, and he uh, continued to tweet just absolute dreck for a number of years, uh, up until the point he got outed for uh, buying an underage girl uh, clothing <laughs> and lingerie, which was kind of weird. Um, yeah, I would say so. He did another like GoFundMe for like another like trip too, which was like people were like, "Okay, dude, like get get with it." And then uh, one of the last things I remember him ever posting was a selfie of him just covered in pizza, his, like, upper torso covered in pizza, uh, taken in, like, a public restroom, like, mirror, uh, because during his day job as a pizza delivery guy, one of his one of the people he was delivering to got pissed off at him and threw the hot pizza in his face. Yeah. So his first thing was, like, I got to take a picture. Do I have that picture saved on my phone? It's hard to say. I, I do. <laughs> I have it on my phone. That's a picture I've seen a lot of before I knew what it was. Uh, actually, I, I remember thinking I thought it was like some uh, some some something awful Fiat thing because it has that look to it. But sure, the, yeah. I, the so, same so, people so, saved it, so I guess. So, yeah. so a couple things I would like to uh, to expound on for the legend of uh, of Hell Homer. Yes, please. <laughs> so uh, for starters, during his sex tour, um, Rachel Millman, who was not having sex with him but was one of his traveling companions, he crashed at her place and he absolutely urinated <laughs> all over one of her couches. He pissed himself in his sleep on one of her couches. Good. Good. So cool. that's, you got to respect a guy who will just absolutely piss himself <laughs> and soak a stranger's couch in urine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, who, who amongst us hasn't, yeah. hasn't yeah. been in that uh, point? Listen, man, you're a fucking grocery turtle. Nobody can stop you. From- <laughs> Pissing on somebody's fucking family couch. So, like, he reached the level of weird Twitter fame that was impossible to imagine. It's a very meteoric, like, on both sides of it. I feel. And yet he's still was. delivering pizzas, which is the, just shows that, how much. I, I, think, I think that's, <laughs> like, at one point I realized, like, I was like, these people are so fucking funny and so cool. And then it's like, but then they turn around and they, like, do, like, the overnight shift at Whole Foods. Like, you got, like, there's this uh, weird. I, I knew they were never cool, even <laughs> though I may have thought some of that stuff was funny. Right. But so, like, if, if you remember, so, like, um, <clears throat> Hell Homer's best Twitter friend was this guy named your favorite Joel. Yes. Yep. Who was so fucking unfunny <laughs> and just talentless, but like he was like hell Homer's sidekick. So he, you know, he had like a, a respectable number of followers and a, a girlfriend and all of the, the rest sure, of the trappings sure. of, of uh, Twitter sidekick fame. God. And so the two of them decided, I don't know if you guys remember this, to make a sitcom because Hell Homer had a series oh, no. of popular tweets based around the idea of a rowdy dad. 
This the, sounds right. They were going to do a familiar. rowdy dad animated series, and they even made like a rowdy dad account. <laughs> they were working on a script. They were like soliciting people to be like voice actors <sighs> and like different things like that too. So like, Kiger looks the, like he's in physical pain. Yeah, <laughs> like, like 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 the script has subsequently been um, <sighs> taken down. There there was like a Google Drive thing for it. Which, oh god, I wish I could fucking get at that right now. But I'm going to uh, do the the magic of search. It? I hope you do, and then you could read the thing in its entirety. Oh god, fucking rowdy dad! Rowdy dad sounds familiar, but it it's, also it's also one of those phrases that just sounds like like Rob Delaney did a lot of stuff about you know rambunctious sons and. Rowdy yeah, aunts and uncles a, and stuff yeah, like that. that. A, you just took like a fun uh, adjective and threw it on a, a a type of relationship, and you have it's funny, you know, you know, my large sons and all that's yes, the classic yep, one. Yep. Rowdy dad seems to be the same sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, I can't. God damn it. Yeah, it would have been nice. Well, we can. Uh, we'll look for it. Maybe we can. If we find it somewhere, we'll post it in the notes. Yeah, I mean, you can see like like a lot of reference. Oh wait, wait a minute, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the official Twitter account of the Rowdy Dad Project, created by Hell Homer and being developed by him and your favorite Joel. <sighs> it's still that account still exists. The last tweet, January twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. Feedback on the script is welcome. Well. <laughs> Wouldn't you know, boys? I got a little feedback. All right, let's, let's see. see what my, we got my feedback is uh, stop delivering pizzas. Yep, fucking loser. <laughs> I just bought a new car because I'm rich. <laughs> God damn. There's your fucking weird Twitter, bitch. You got fucking navigation. 18 inch blacked out wheels. All right, let's see. <laughs> Uh, okay, here, here we go. Here's some, some wisdom for us. <clears throat> General reminder to everyone. Please send inquiries to rowdydadshow at gmail. It's too hard to keep track here on Twitter. And they just <laughs> yeah, wanted to mention, okay. so there are no misunderstandings. There is no money. This is a work of passion. Oh. And everyone is a volunteer. That's worse. That's I mean, honestly, worse. if you can't... If you're only with Rowdy Dad for the money... <laughs> <laughs> and not the passion then i mean shame on you yeah so oh my god so they were doing i'm sorry i'm obsessed <laughs> with the rowdy dad now they were doing like q and a's about rowdy dad okay here's a here's a sample rowdy dad tweet which in 2012 got 16 retweets of 28 favorites Whew. that's yeah that's like titanic level shit Rowdy dad tying a paintbrush to the tip of his paintball gun and leading a bayonet charge. What? Wow. What the fuck? Hmm. Right. Yeah, no, I don't know, but I don't know about that one. I'm scrolling through it myself. I found it. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! They storified all the rowdy dad tweets. Rowdy Dad's house has a pool in the backyard and a trampoline in the front yard. Where's the punchline to that? Boys, none of us are without sin, and we are all going to hell. Rowdy Dad has three children, ages 10, 16, and 20. I, I wish them all. <laughs> I wish death upon all of them. How is that? <laughs> what is that? Is this like their, uh, like their, like their... Uh, series Bible that they're just typing stuff into so they don't forget about it. Like, do you think that there's anything weird at all about a guy who is obsessed with grocery turtles and rowdy dads buying American Apparel lingerie for a nine year old girl <laughs> who is about poetry on Twitter? <laughs> oh um, yeah. boy, no rowdy, just... rowdy dad going getting a divorce and going to his girlfriend's sixth grade graduation. <laughs> Is your fucking rowdy dad, motherfucker? God damn! Now you said you stopped drinking. Is that right? So this is just all natural. Oh, uh, oh! <laughs> yeah, I don't drink now. I'm, I'm mentally stable. Yeah, <laughs> seems it. Uh, Ro- I, I don't. I don't need to hide the pain. Rowdy dad's middle name is Anthony. Yeah, it's, it literally seems like they were just like making notes. Like, like this is just what? Yeah, you can't even make those funny. At least try and make them funny if you're going to tweet them out. 
God damn. Unless there's, you know, you're trying to do some fucking bizarre world building that no one could possibly actually care about. <laughs> well, you got to get that. You got to get all the info in so you can have your your stuff ready when the the networks come calling for your Rattly Dad cartoon. Sh- so yeah, this is bizarre. Ugh. It's like so. It's it, this isn't. If I'm understanding correctly, this is not like Rowdy Dad wasn't its own gimmick account. It was these were just like tweets. So he, Homer the, did the tweets. Rowdy Dad tweets were popular, so I guess he thought that that made it a good idea to do a Rowdy Dad animated series. That's God. insane. Like yeah. he's putting the cart before the horse, big time here. He's putting the cart before the turtle, actually. That's right. Yes, uh, yes. he's putting the cart. On the guy's back and making him. Well, he probably urinated on the cart and bought the the horse American apparel lingerie if it was a pony. Uh, Yeah, so uh, they talked about uh, Johnny's son. Uh, You know, got to give him credit. At least he built up years and years of that gimmick before finally landing a sitcom deal. I think he credit in like a very backhanded way for being like probably one of the greatest grifters in history. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His uh, boy. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to see a lot of his tweets lately due to uh, a virus of some sort. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't view his tweets for some reason. I don't know. He That's says strange. doesn't block. Uh, Very glitchy website. Yeah, <laughs> both me and the podcast account, by the way, which is curious. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen a lot lately. Every once in a while, there'll be a quote, uh, like a, a screen cap, and they're. Uh, they're very abysmal. So he he used to be the uh, the weird alien guy who would make jokes that were technically clever, but also technically not funny. Yeah. And yet people yeah. didn't understand that just because it was clever didn't make it funny. Yeah. And then he went from doing that to just being like uh, very Self-care. basically Tony Tony Robbins for retards. Yeah, is how I would characterize it. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, just like that ultra syrupy, poignant shit that's yeah deep to the least deep level possible. It's Dumped. absolutely nothing to it. Don't forget to drink your water. Well, that's that's yeah. one thing, yeah. But where he's like, you know, if you open up your heart and the stars pour out, and it's like, oh god damn it! Like I don't, I can't finish just, reading this tweet. Cocking yeah. the gun. There's like 30 characters left. And I'm not gonna finish them. <laughs> I have to leave. I'm turning my phone off. This is bad. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's very like rupee car, like sort of like oh, pseudo pseudo depth to it. Yeah, sure. Everybody thinks they feel smart when they. Yeah, and uh, and now he's a a sad horse sitcom writer. <laughs> um, I think that show's ending, though, right? The the guy who um, is the head of that show has like a million followers, and he follows me, so that means the show is good. Okay, <laughs> and by extension, Johnny Sun is good. Well, let's hold, hold on there. <laughs> so Maddie talks endorses let's... Johnny Sun. <laughs> but yeah, he and um, my other favorite version of that is uh, Film Crit Hulk. Yeah. Who I've talked about before and have made fun of before on Twitter. Oh, I don't even know what that is. So, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> film film critic Hulk is uh, like eight years ago. The, the, the guy's gimmick was he was the Hulk, but he was a critic of films. And so he would like speak in all caps and he would like review films and the it was the same joke every time. It would be you know Hulk likes this movie, you know whatever, yeah, you know etc. You can extrapolate the many ways to go with that. Oh yeah, that's a, that's really a gold mine of and fucking material there. Since then, he's become like an extremely wimpy, like woke version of that really where he's like it's very it, like like uh, and he's he talks focus kind of yeah weird. and talks about how you know like every other tweet is someone how a movie made him cry or you know <laughs> but it's always like you know seeing captain marvel on the screen you know my oh, i couldn't Christ. sit still i was crying so hard or something <laughs> like that that's like the most pathetic fucking shit ever and yeah, uh it's a little known fact that the, the thing that most often made uh, Dr. David Banner turn into the Hulk was someone not asking another person what the pronoun <laughs> It would just fill him with such rage that he would become 
a is fucking he... powerful beast. That then would also openly weep. Yeah, who would also review the Virgin Suicides <laughs> in all caps. And that, that count is still going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, oh, you're looking at it right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's had 51,000 tweets. Last God. one was uh, today. Uh, been around for since 2010. God damn. Uh, here's a recent one. I just scrolled past it. This new guy shit is so insanely toxic, I don't even know where to begin. It's kind of terrifying. Wait, that's fucking the fucking Hulk said that? Yeah, yeah. Film Crit Hulk said that. Oh my god. Just come this is one discount that completely broke character and What a fucking Well actually is great because that kinda That brings me up with somebody else that I want to talk about. Alright. Which is let's 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 yeah, let's go. Let's my obsession with Rowdy Dad sort of sidetracked. No, that's okay. Let's, uh, so, let's get back on track, boys. Maddie, do you remember playing dad? Oh, do I? Okay, so for those not in the know, Plain Dad was this guy named Tom, who was like really obsessed to becoming like weird Twitter famous. Like he, I don't even think he was looking to be like sitcom stuff or anything. He was just looking to be one of the yeah. guys. Like he wanted to be friends with like Maddie and the other folks that were like in that clique so bad mm-hmm. that he would just do all this shit. And then his big thing was to do Follow Fridays, which. Unfortunately, I still see her around, but for our listeners that are uh, that haven't been around as long as this website, um, so Follow Friday is that what you would do on a Friday is you would hashtag FF and then say, here are my friends, and you should check them out, and then just put a whole list of uh, Twitter users in there. Yeah. Uh, I think, I know I'm guilty of doing it, unfortunately, I've done it in the past, but, you know. Well, it's, we it's, it's just a, you know... It, like on paper, I think it's a fi- fine thing. Yeah, to do. back back in and and back when Twitter was was literally just a timeline that you didn't see retweets or anything. Right. Like you didn't see unless you like went to somebody's page, you didn't see what yeah. they were sharing. So like you kind of needed that to yeah. open up what. Yeah, it, it, once upon a time it was a useful function. Yeah, yeah. so you like that's how you like found new people right and it, like twitter wasn't throwing shit into your timeline like oh somebody like faved this uh tweet with uh six responses to it and it's just yeah. like by, some... the, by the way i'm sorry for all the tweets i've <laughs> yeah, with all the like, 22 year old 18 year old girl, girl yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so back in 2014 uh plain dad's birthday fell on a friday so what he did is he pretended that the day before was his birthday that way it wouldn't interfere with his follow friday which yeah absolutely in psycho just so he decided behavior. to celebrate his birthday prematurely and then because friday was so sacred to him yeah. for for follow friday that even his own his own birth couldn't possibly <laughs> supersede it so so somehow some of his followers realized like knew his birthday i don't know why that's also bizarre and they called him out on it so what he did is he deleted all of his tweets about not only his birthday um, but also that like the up the week priors follow friday and like a couple other things and like deactivated yeah it was just like not gonna deal with it um but i did check when i was doing the research for this episode and he is back and he's doing the same hokey bullshit that he was doing six years ago and he's still doing follow fridays Oh Jesus Christ! That's, so the guy loved Follow Fridays more he than just, anything he, else. He, he couldn't couldn't stay leave away. him like I imagine him just like away from Twitter on like a Friday. He's like, "What do I do? What do I do today? <laughs> what the fuck do I do today?" <laughs> he's walking around. He's like putting his hands in his pockets and then taking them out, then putting them back in again, like zipping up his jacket and zipping them out. Fuck. He's just like he's going to the post office, like telling the yeah. workers there who to follow. Like, what are you talking about, sir? Like, you're gonna buy something, you're gonna leave, sir. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. There you go. No, you gotta yeah follow Sad Panda 420. Um, yeah, sir. Please leave. It was it was always too like um. What I loved about those guys is they would always tell you to follow girls. <laughs> yeah, and like they would always like take pains to tell you how funny the girls were, but then say something about their looks. But like yeah. playing dad would always be like, follow these lovely gals, like Jubbly's 237. <laughs> Fellas, she's funny as can be and easy on the eye. Yeah, like, it was always yeah. like some fucking horrible, <laughs> like painfully awkward, like follow Friday where you could tell like he was like just absolutely desperate to see like even a shadow of nipple. <laughs> from these like <laughs> just these terribly unfunny broads 
yeah, it was always, you always saw that. They always mixed them in. Uh, or they were deliberately leaving the women out, uh, which is fine. <laughs> yes, women should be left Preferable out. They should be locked out of the house. They should be left out in the backyard, and they should be left out of the website. <laughs> because they are, in fact, demons. They should have their own website. Uh, now, yes. and it can be womenordemons.com, <laughs> domain. Incidentally, that I am the owner of. I I saw that you are you're the proud owner of womenordemons.com. What do you plan to do with that? Well, it's a it's a. I just like to make it clear that it's a passion project, <laughs> and that anyone involved with women are demons.com. It's not about the money. It's never about the money. Well, speaking never. of uh, the money. Uh, you know, and you mentioned earlier uh, the Hellhomer crowdfunding tour, mm-hmm. but there was another guy uh, who, who early on figured out how to scam people out of money. Yeah, and that's uh, I don't even I never knew how you is it restolable? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, restolable. Now, what did he do exactly? So this is a guy that was he was on like this was like 2015. So this is like back when Twitter took like it's one of its first turns from like everybody making jokes to like everybody like being like care lords. Like that yeah, was like the rise of it like started making that turn right around right around when I got on there. Yeah. Coincidentally. So it was like everybody interesting coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody started like stop making jokes about uh uh like black people not being able to swim and like talking more about like how everybody needs to care about each other, which you know, whatever. So not the same at all. It's not not <laughs> yeah. the same time. Also, all black women are bald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've heard, start heard, with that. heard that. All right, so so this guy he would uh, he posted like dumb format jokes and like bad poetry and you know, self care shit. And at one point, he posted a plea for help to his followers, and I think he had like at least fifty thousand at the time uh, to help him pay his rent so that he and his kid wouldn't be out on the street. So what he did is he put up a GoFundMe asking for seventy five thousand dollar or excuse me seventy five hundred dollars to cover the next three months rent at his apartment so that's twenty five hundred dollars a pop each month yeah i don't know where the fuck the guy was living but that's yeah quite a quite a yeah people were asking like okay why shouldn't you not live in your twenty five hundred dollar a month yeah if you're having to reach out these crazy problems but yeah that wasn't the end of it so so it got funded uh, but there was like one small little hiccup with it is that the day after he posted his plea, he started sharing photos from like a European vacation to his Facebook account that he was also f- like mutual friends with people from Twitter on. And then a few days after that, he announced his engagement to the woman he was seeing at the time. So people started putting two and two together and he just stopped. He just straight up stopped posting to Twitter, stopped responding to people asking like, what the fuck's going on? What are you doing with the money? Everything like started promoting like a book tour, some bunch of weird shit. Um, and then he kind of got, went to the wayside for a while. I think he might have deactivated for a while. He did another, I do know he did another GoFundMe as well for some other thing, like a book Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did like a second one. And then now he's back on Twitter and he's like a total like sober guy. And he's like showing pictures of like his like chips and shit, like really, oh, like, really egg. grim, really grim. But there's that's like, like another weird thing about Twitter is that like a lot of these guys who somehow have amassed more followers than me, which means they're incredibly unfunny, <laughs> all like have like these sobriety and like addiction problems. And, yeah, like, not sure. to make light of that, that if you're an adult and you can't handle your drugs, I'm sure that's a normal thing. But like, um, they're all like. They all. I think that's like the transition is they all become sober, <clears throat> and then they. That's when they really become like sad sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you know, I know guys. I know I posted about the grocery turtle, but uh, I'm I'm four days clean <laughs> thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to my fiance who I met today at Walgreens, and uh, I just like to say that uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right yeah. <laughs> Especially the the, um, the black guy who accosted me outside Walgreens and <laughs> took my last twenty three cents. Like it's just, oh, those guys are all fuck. the fucking sober guys. Oh, now you're sober right now. Is that correct? <clears throat> I'm sober right now, but I mean, I've definitely I'm on Xanax. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I guess that's yeah. You're 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 good. But it's because of my anxiety. So it's it's medicine. And I'm definitely not high. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Can we uh, can we talk about something that might make you a little bit anxious? Yeah. <laughs> which is a, yeah. Let's let's go ahead. A, a person, and I have to say, person uh, that you knew uh, yes. from Twitter, uh, but you didn't know them as what they really were. And I think Christian will explain who at uh, Dry Dick Rando is. Yeah, this is the uh, the epic tale. <laughs> this is probably of one of Dry the, Dick Rando. One of the best. <clears throat> one of the best uh, Twitter things to happen within the last couple of years. <laughs> so uh, Dry Dick Rando, aka Gretchen, was a fifty-something wealthy widower who liked to hang out on Twitter and make raunchy jokes with a bunch of her followers. A widow. Yeah. Which w- widower? No. What did I say? Oh well. Hold that's on. Maybe that's yeah. She's mm. a widow. Um. So, which is totally normal for a fifty-year-old woman just to sign on to Twitter and yep. make like dick and fart jokes, like yeah, oh um, well, yeah. I mean, how do you explain Geiger? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So uh, she was very friendly online. Uh, was in a bunch of group chats, um, and she was so friendly. She went as far to message her female followers uh, and mutuals to help them through difficult times, breakups, and even give advice on how to deal with their uh, menstruation discomfort in some cases, which yep. is great. So eventually, Gretchen started dropping bits of information about her nephew, who was a guy in his early 30s who wasn't really online, but she thought he might hit it off with some of the girls that she was pals with on Twitter. Now, Maddie, you were in chats with her, right? I was. Yeah. I was. I don't think we were like in group chats, like, but like, so at, at that particular time when I was on Twitter, like I had moved home because my dad was dying. Okay. And so like, like that was like a super, which ironically is like when I made all my most popular and quote unquote funniest tweets well. <laughs> when I was fucking miserable. But uh, yeah, so like Gretchen allegedly being a widower would, would like used to message me like stuff about like knowing what it feels like, like when to have a loved one die. Yeah, like, right. So, like, I mean, like, 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 reaching out to me, like, on like a very, I'm like, we didn't talk about it much because I would, didn't want to talk about that with anyone, let alone some fucking person from Twitter. But like, I mean, they definitely like attempted to kind of like bond with me over like this very, very heavy shit, right? And like to have it be like a thirty-something-year-old guy just makes it so much weirder, right? So, okay, so that's yeah. So, Gretchen introduces her nephew. And then uh, once she gets her nephew in with her pals, Gretchen kind of like faded away. And if I remember correctly, she said she was like traveling. She was going overseas or something. So this guy started, uh, was in these chats. He was sending pictures of like some of his paintings. He was an artist and whatever. And some folks started doing some research and noticed that even the Gretchen and her nephew were in different time zones, that their posts shared uh, the exact same geotag and time zone information. Like, yeah. she would post something, and then, like, supposedly it was, she was, like, 12 hours ahead or whatever. So <clears throat> someone then started... Just rever- didn't think that one through. Reverse it? Google image searching this supposed nephew's artwork, and it was just... Uh, this guy was just literally copying images from Google and sending them to people. <laughs> and it came out that this nephew, uh, a guy named Matt, had been posing as his quote-unquote aunt for, like, four years and uh, yeah. was basically just grooming a bunch of people online to like be his friend and in an attempt to hook up with like female followers. Yeah, he was undone by being horny for that Madeline Ledoux girl who yep. got busted for selling fentanyl. Yep, yep. That's another. That's another. <laughs> I don't know if I know that one. But that was uh, a. That wasn't not that recent. It was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, this girl who was like a popular like Twitter account like turned out she got. Yeah, she, she was, was like like one of like those kind of like socialism thoughts. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay, it's starting to ring some bells. Like she was yeah. very, very upset about various injustices, which right. is why she had to wear a crop top. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, so this guy's posing as his widow aunt. He's in these chats. He introduces himself to the chats so that instead of just being like, hey, guys, you know what? Like, I've just been be pretending to be this person, which wouldn't have been great anyways. Then he instead he just like finds a way in to like sneak his actual self in. So weird. And then to in order to like hook up with girls that, if you ever saw the guy, are never going to date him. And then he, so when he gets found out, he nukes both his nephew and aunt account. And then for like a brief time, he came back as like a, a gimmick account where he was like an account that was supposedly selling Ford Aerostars. Yeah. Came back for like two weeks. And then I remember that one. That one shut down because everyone was like they knew who it was because the geotag information and stuff was just like chased him off. So yeah, really bizarre. I, I remember when uh, when it was revealed that he was 
that it was a guy. I I didn't. I was like, I I kind of just figured it was anyway. <laughs> so I didn't really care too much about it. But then once it was revealed that uh, she was messaging women and talking to them about their periods and stuff like that, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, really? okay, man, you took this. Like I understand. Like there's just there's so many gimmick accounts online. I was like, this is probably just some guy pretending to be an old girl because it just didn't make sense. The the whole horny widow. It, yeah. The pictures of her. It was like just some suburban mom doing all this and it was only like he had like two pictures ever yeah yeah the, the, like the photo library was not very extensive it was like okay this is probably just fake but who gives a shit it's twitter but yeah once you're doing that thing and then you start grooming your your nephew yeah <laughs> well, and like, that, like, it's funny like that like the, the like the the people who run imposter accounts are always undone by being horny <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. always it's always like some thought that like gets them all fucked up. Well, it's it's horny or racism. It's one of the two. It's, yeah, it's like true. some. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'm both of those. Yeah, things, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, you do both, it, so. if you do both, you're great. It's well, you just have to do. You just have to do it in the open. <laughs> you can't do it behind closed doors. It's like Donald Trump. Like you can break the law if you just break the law in public. Like nobody gives a shit. Yeah, if you do it like, enough. If you're times. horny and racist on the timeline, it's fine. Just don't try that shit in group DMs with women in them. That leads us to uh, one of the more infamous things that's ever happened on Twitter. Um, it was kind of I, I wasn't really on when this happened. I think I was like taking like a, a little break. I didn't do the Black Avatar thing, but I still wasn't, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, uh, this is definitely one of the more infamous moments. And uh, Christian, I would like for you to talk about the wife email. Yeah, sure. So this was a guy, uh, Marcus J. So. He was another just joke guy, but also not very funny. And on April 15th, 2016, he posted a tweet that said, Real shit, this is the email I sent to my girlfriend's husband about me moving to the area. And he attached a screenshot of the email, uh, which reads as follows. Let me bring it up here. I figure if I'm going to be in shooting distance with you, I better try some diplomacy before I arrive. I know this is all crazy for you, it's all crazy for me, and it's double crazy for Laura, who is the person I'm trying to protect and accommodate most of all in this process. People fall in love and people fall out of love and love changes all the time, but rarely for one person do they have so many things to consider, so many people to love, give attention to, and please as Laura does. It's also rare to come across the person you truly believe you're meant to be with and not only have her married and with kids to boot, but also 2,000 miles away in another sovereign nation. This isn't a fling or a tryst or an affair, it's two people being bowled over by discovering a deep wellspring of powerful emotions and a connection that they've never thought possible. I don't covet Laura, want to make her my own alone, or steal her away as much as I want to find any way possible to be in her light and warmth and to nurture her, protect her, and grow with her, for me and everyone else, as much as I can. I don't judge people ever. Laura doesn't badmouth you, she's not some... She's... You're not some loser guy we scheme against in our private conversations. Through everything, she's shown that she loves you deeply and wants to continue a large portion of the life you built together with Asa, but also explore and grow in other ways. It was hard for me to accept this at first, too, but I've done so because, again, she's not just that god... She's just that goddamn incredible a human being. So, yeah, that's where we're at. I don't expect or anticipate a response. Our relationship can be as distant or as friendly as we want going forward. When things are settled and comfortable and people adjusted, life is crazy and hard, but most unfair of all, short. And with these connections and emotions don't reveal themselves every day, it'd be so self-damaging not to pursue it. It's a thought I can't even tolerate, and I think you'll find Laura feels the same way. What's more, we'll have the chance to grow and explore in other ways that she can share with everyone she loves. Thanks for reading, Mark. Why did he send it? Why did you send that? Why did he post it? (laughs) Why did why I, did I would I just like you on the record as saying that that is the the wife email is the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> that was forty eight hours of nonstop song parodies, which, All... which is which is my sweet spot. So <laughs> yeah. I was just yeah, you were like cranking me them and out. me and like Felix and Nick Mullen were just yeah. fucking crushing it with a wife female parodies yeah. there were some uh, some dick magic posts were really good too and oh yeah it, there were some there was some awesome it was very good that's, that's kind of like when everyone came together and was just like focused on that one person and just like uh, uh, the the responses that weren't why would you do that or why did you do that were literally just like <laughs> just like a bruce springsteen song about about emailing a guy's wife 
or emailing a, a lady's husband. It was very, very funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it shows that at the end of the day, you can put aside political differences, personal differences, racism, all of those things, and truly hate the most reprehensible group of people on earth, people who are polyamory. Yeah. <laughs> They are really, poly people are just the most vile, disgusting people on earth, and they deserve to be mocked, and people of disparate backgrounds can get together and mock poly. Unfortunately, that's that's 96% of our listening audiences, based off the last uh, uh, Gallup poll that we had <laughs> conducted. But lot, You had a lot of poly listeners? Yeah. Oh, sure. A whole, a whole bunch of polycules just get together and- Several pods. Blast it. The pod, they pull yeah. aside the beaded curtain and yeah. play, uh, report this podcast, <laughs> report this post. Yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, that was uh, – <laughs> yeah, Marcus J was a guy that, uh, you know, was MUFOs with him for a while, but I didn't know anything about – he was just – he had the Aquid avatar and he seemed yeah. like – there's guys that I still follow this day that are like – I they're just there and they're nice enough and not annoying. And you're like, all right, I'll just keep following you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Start a podcast with you, whatever. Um, <laughs> but there's something to be said for sticking out in a way that's memorable. And he said, you know what? I'm done being the most bland guy on here. <laughs> I'm going to shoot for the stars. And boy, did he. The, the best part of that is, I mean, he became like a somewhat noted leftist podcaster. Yeah. And he raised like $10,000 to get the emailed wife treatment of some sort. And then once she got treatment, she left him. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. So he, oh, he I ended up, that. he did move to be yes. with her. And then, yeah, she was, I don't know if it was, it was a, like a BPD or something, some sort of something, personality yeah. disorder that, yeah, she, yeah. he was she able was to. was a woman born without a penis. She had to go to treatment. <laughs> okay. Uh, God damn it. So, uh, yeah, went through treatment and then came back and was like, yeah, this whole thing isn't really the probably a uh, great idea after all. And, uh, booted him. So that's pretty she cool. He was right. So, well, and then he got, uh, booted from his podcast cause it turned out he was being a, uh, he was making unwanted sexual advances to, no uh, a bunch of women online. What was his, what's his podcast? He was a member of something called the, uh, discourse collective, which was like a oh, pre- Chapo kind of oh. yeah it, they were like one of those people who yeah like I remember like seeing it because I had wondered what happened to him mm-hmm. and he'd become like a communist or whatever yeah. which I suppose after your poly girlfriend dumps you when you raise 10 grand with online that's <laughs> the next logical progression in your mental illness yes <laughs> and uh so like yeah and it was just it was so bad it was like all of the typical people online who just like talk in academic terms yeah, and it. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's no longer they've they stopped doing it. They did it for a while without him. Uh, after his co-host accused him of raunchy DMs or whatever, and uh, whatever the guy, no Geiger sexually harasses you all the time. So reason to break up the band. Yeah. Well, I know, but I also I egg him on a bit too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's well, kind of teases a, me. It's like a put- people are so fucking provincial. They don't know shit about show business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, si- we're sitting on a literal yeah. casting couch right now, so yeah, we are. Um, yeah, you, you want you want eight thousand followers, baby? It's Weinstein. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think I'm going to retweet your fucking line break shit for free? <laughs> Fuck that. Now, speaking of sex pests, uh, Christian, you had a, a story of a Lena Del Raytheon. It was yeah. another. Uh, one of the more recent uh, ones, and uh, another one of those accounts that I remember just seeing all the time. I would never follow it because I just didn't. I didn't understand what the appeal of it was. Yeah, I, I knew of this guy. I didn't no idea. Like, never interacted with him, but like this guy was like everywhere. Like in 2018, saw a lot of retweets and stuff, and he was like active online and like as an activist and was like a member of the DSA and whatever. Which who wasn't at that point? I don't yeah. Think. Um. And he was like big into like being into like being in girls chats and like, I don't know, like being like an ally to women online, like, which is obviously like a red flag (laughs) just in general. Like if a guy's like super into the idea of like, hey, if you're interested in the DSA, like 
DM me and I can, you know, whatever. Like, okay. So as a lot of these stories go, so they were outed as a sex pest and online creep for sure. And they were using their pool to try to get women in the sack. And uh, in true online pervert of a fashion, he posted this quote unquote apology at 4 a.m. to his Twitter account. <coughs> which went like this. I am so sorry for the pain and harm I have caused. The core of the allegations you have seen about me are true. As a DSA member and part of the left, capital L, I have no excuses for my not respecting boundaries and my misogynistic behavior. And uh, (laughs) he then uh, changed his avatar to a black square and signed out of his account. So, yeah, but that story doesn't end there. Okay. Because also in 2018, uh, an account called Racism Watchdog uh, got a lot of started picking up steam. And it was this dumb gimmick account that quote tweeted racist or sexist tweet and added like bark, bark, bark or right. a woo or whatever yeah. to, them to show displeasure. And uh, that, for that some, inspired a whole bunch of other similar, oh, yeah. just worthless accounts, horny, horny goose account and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so a lot of folks loved that shit. For you probably got reason. specifically annoyed by the horny goose one from <laughs> popping up in your mentions so yeah. often. Well, I'm the horniest goose in town. <laughs> uh, so eventually that account caught flack when it retweeted a news article about a black woman uh, punching passengers on a bus while proclaiming, I hate white people. Yeah. And adding the standard woof, woof, woof to it. But right. inside the article was the fact that like she was suffering from mental illness and whatever. Uh. So. Then, shortly after that, they tweeted this out. Uh, the account tweeted out, Running this account is emotional labor that we're not cut out to do every day. Hashtag self-care is important. So you may be asking, what does this have to do with Lena Del Raytheon? Well, he was one of the people running that account after he got chased off Twitter the first time. And that was a full year and change after being outed as a nasty freak. So this guy... Shut down his quote unquote main account and then just hid out behind the racism watchdog and probably still DM'd people. And stuff oh, yeah, from absolutely. That account. I'd just absolutely. like to point out that the uh, the black woman hitting white people on the bus is uh, will soon be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> <laughs> All right. as part of their more inclusive slate of heroes for phase four. Great, uh, always good. Good to get a news break in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of, of racism, watchdog. I just I was re- reminded of another awful dog account, which is still going on and is verified and everything. Dog rates, yeah, dog rates, uh, which had their own issue. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, it was um. So they did like a. Oh, they had a couple things because they did like the Trump inspired. Yeah, and then that pissed off some people, and they had to apologize for that. And then, like the, what I remember most is the 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 kid who runs the account. There was like an article about him and how it was like his full time job now was running that account, and he had to like hire an assistant and all that, and he was gonna go to Harvard because of it and all this. Just and didn't people get pissed off because it was like a behind the curtain thing? Was that what they were mad about? I mean, it was probably people just pissed off that the worst account account of all time was making this kid <laughs> so much fucking money. At least that was my reading of it. Um, but literally just quoting pictures of dogs and saying 13 out of 10 cute puppo and God damn. Gotta get, I like that fucking heckin puppers shit. And yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Shitty dogs. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somehow that became a thing and it's, it's got like 2 million followers now or some insane number. Uh, somehow that's that's still a thing. I feel like uh, Twitter is... That's not what you use Twitter now for. You use Twitter now to retweet videos of uh, black grandmothers fighting their grandchildren <laughs> and uh, people throwing up on their balls and stuff like that. Like That's what <laughs> Twitter is now. That's what's good about Twitter. Are the, that's really what it's become. <laughs> Twitter yeah. is becoming rotten.com. <laughs> it's just like... it's It's the reason why Jackass is still funny. Whereas every other comedy released in that time is unwatchable because that shit's just naturally funny. Uh, Whereas someone's, uh, you know, uh, FYI uh, regarding punching up versus punching down. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. There's a reason racers don't work on your heart. Yeah. No, that's good. No, that's, <laughs> that's funny. You like that? Yeah, that shit was really good. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole Vine episode one day, and that'll be. Uh, Vine, there was there was a time when Vine was I was really into it. Um, 
Did you make any? Uh, what's that? Did you make any? I made a couple. They weren't. I didn't really. I didn't put any effort into them. Yeah. Well, any any anything that starts and finishes in six seconds is right, Geiger's. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, but we're gonna we have more stuff to talk about Twitter. We're gonna do that on the uh, the bonus uh, episode this week. Don't forget to like and subscribe, boys. The bonus episodes are where I say the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> he did He did promise before we yep. started recording. You're going to yeah. have to give Geiger and Christian some money if you want to hear me say the N-word. Yeah, so uh, go to patreon.com slash report this post. And, uh, and you'll get you'll, yeah, enter, enter, enter promo code the N-word. And then you, you could pay $10 a month for that one. Just decided I'm going to change my Twitter name to N-word scissorhands. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that before? That's fucking funny shit. All right, I'm tweeting that shit. All right, so you can find that great stuff at uh, at Maddie Talks on Twitter. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, Maddie, thanks for joining us. And word. Goodbye. Thank you.